Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, I'm Maeve McLennigan, and this is The Tip-Off. I'm an investigative journalist, and here in the UK, we have a long and proud history of digging deep and exposing wrongdoing. On this podcast, I'm going to be talking to some of the UK's best investigative journalists to hear the stories behind the headlines. This week on The Tip-Off, wigs, car chases, and bags stuffed with cash. This is the story of how journalists exposed the questionable practices of the Conservative Party's largest donor. My name is Heidi Blake and I'm the UK Investigations Editor at BuzzFeed News. Back in 2015, Heidi Blake had just set up a new investigations team at BuzzFeed UK and was on the hunt for a story. One evening, she was in a pub in central London when a tantalising piece of information came to light. So I was drinking a pint of Guinness um, in a pub uh, somewhere around King's Cross with a, a source that I'd known for a while, um, somebody I, I you know, had reason to trust. And we were chatting about an entirely separate matter. And this person just kind of casually mentioned, oh, hey, by the way, would you be interested um, if I were to tell you that the single biggest donor to the Conservative Party looks like it's laundering money through the post office? Um, and I was like, like, yes, I'm interested. Please will, you, please, will you tell me what you know? The name of the company in question rang a bell, but it was hardly well known. Like a mobile. So they're, a, they're actually a really big company. They're turning over a billion pounds a year and more. Um, but they're actually sort of relatively little known outside the community that buys their airtime. Like Once you start looking at them, you realise that their signage is on basically like every newsagent in, in the capital and across the country and actually across Europe when you travel. Um, but they kind of somehow managed to stay reasonably out of the public consciousness. In fact, Leica Mobile operates in more than 20 countries worldwide. They're a mobile virtual network operator. You might have seen their prepaid international phone cards for sale in your you local like newsagent. But despite not being a household name for most people, they are certainly known to the Conservative Party. In fact, they appear to have one fan you probably have heard of. This is an incredible business. That's the Boris Johnson speaking at a Leica Mobile event back in 2012. This is a fantastic service you provide for London. This is one of the ways in which the London economy works. 
Boris there was singing the praises of Leica Mobile's input to the London economy. But Heidi's source suggested something else was going on. Something that hinted at some very questionable financial practices. And we we were tipped off that they were suspected of laundering money um, and they were suspected of doing it by depositing very large sums of cash in rucksacks that they were ferrying around to 10 different branches of the post office across London. And according to the source, this wasn't small change they were talking about. Twice a day, they were dropping sums of as much as £250,000 in cash um, into a whole network of bank accounts at the, at the post office. So they had a good lead, but there was no paperwork, no evidence, nothing. Just a tip. We were trying to kind of fathom out, well, how would we prove that they're doing this and try and get to the bottom of what that's all about? And that was when we figured out that we were going to have to go and buy a load of wigs and hidden cameras and mount like a full-on surveillance campaign. The first thing to do was to check the location the source had talked about existed. So the team set off to East London. Arriving at the site, Heidi had no idea if the tip she'd been given was right. Would this all be a dead end? The first thing we saw when we got there was we could see through the gates of the depot that the vehicle that had been described to us was in there. Um, and then at the, at the time that we'd been told these guys would likely show up, these three guys turned up and kind of got into the car. Um, and we'd been given descriptions of the men who were carrying the cash around. So we, um, you know, we, we kind of knew who we were looking for and there they were. So we started to think, wow, like maybe this thing is actually going on. So the site existed. And yes, she'd seen men coming out of the office with bulging bags of something, getting into a vehicle and driving off. It looked like they might be on to something. Well, then there was really only one thing for it. You hear about journalists following the money? In this case, Heidi and her team decided to take that, literally. So we hired ourselves some cars and we we hired ourselves some hidden cameras um, and we we went out. So it was that at 7am one morning, Heidi found herself sat in the passenger seat of a hatchback, phone glued to her hand. You know, and 7 in the morning is brutally early for a team of investigative journalists so we'd be caffeinating ourselves up to the eyeballs. The team had split up with two of the other journalists waiting in a minivan down by the gates of the depot. With like a copy of the sun on the dashboard looking you know like high-vis jackets looking like builders and we had um, a Jane uh, Bradley and I were in, um, in a hatchback kind of looking like we were on our way to a yoga date or something like that. Um, and we had a, a view of the exit to the, the depot so that when the guys started to leave, um, the, we'd, get, we'd get a call um, from the two guys in the van and they would say they're on their way and then we'd be ready to, to pick up the follow. Soon the men they were expecting turned up and made their way inside the depot building. But would they repeat the routine with the bags and the car? The hours passed and Heidi waited and waited and then like they're on the move and it was the right time it was like around nine in the morning so we were really thinking you know blood was pumping we were kind of thinking okay it's on you know this is happening their car pulled off trying to keep a discreet distance behind the Leica mobile van and we kind of got all overexcited and like hit accelerator and like zoomed off after it but then promptly lost it in traffic and it turns out it's actually really difficult to follow Uh, vehicle through kind of heavy London traffic at like nine in the morning. The plan had worked, sort of. 
But the team would need to get better if they were going to follow the bags all the way to the drop-offs they suspected were happening all over London. So it was like really tantalising because we could see this this vehicle is going somewhere, but we, we couldn't stay on its tail. To help them out, they got some professional advice on surveillance techniques. There's all sorts of things you learn, like you stay out of the 10-2 range of vision um, and you, so you try and always stay behind someone. You you have one vehicle that's the eyeball and one vehicle that's the backup um, and you don't want to have the same vehicle behind them all the way because they might spot this car's been following me an awful long way. So normally um, the, the vehicle that is the one that, that kind of notifies you that like they've they've left you know, um, and they're on their way, will then fall back and you'll have another vehicle pick them up and like follow them. Heidi decided the team was going to have to dedicate weeks following the bagmen if they were going to get to the bottom of what was going on. So they would run the same surveillance processes over and over again each day, every time getting a little further, managing to stay on the men's tail a little longer. But soon something became apparent. We were kind of taught that if someone sees you once, they won't really remember your face. If they see you again, they might think, huh, like you look faintly familiar and then if they spot you a third time they are going to clock you and think okay I've, I've seen you before we then had to think okay how are we going to switch up our appearance so that if they have spotted us already they then don't notice us again um which is when we went wig shopping um and when like wigs became a line item in the buzzfeed investigations team's expense account it all sounds like a bit of a caper but heidi had worked undercover before And as a journalist and editor, she knew there are a lot of things you need to consider before starting any kind of subterfuge. Well, when it comes to um, using secret filming, um, you have to, you know, you have to feel confident that you have reasonable grounds to suspect that um, that wrongdoing may be taking place um, and that it would be strongly in the public interest to expose it and that there's not another way of doing it. and so we had all of those conversations internally before we used hidden cameras to film what Leica was up to. Um, and we all agreed unanimously based on the evidence that we could see already. There were serious concerns being raised about Leica Mobile's accounts. You know, we had a very credible source telling us that they had first-hand knowledge of these suspicious activities. And clearly the activity was, you know, it was in the public interest to investigate it. The lawyers had signed off on the plans and the team got to work. Over the next five weeks, they followed Leica Mobile bag handlers across London to 10 different post offices. So, yeah, it took us, I think it was about two weeks before we'd managed to follow them all the way to a post office. And then actually, because then the challenge was the car that had picked them up and followed them would then need to radio back to the backup vehicle and say, "Okay, they're getting out at this post office and you need to get out and follow them in and try and get some film of them dropping off a bag. Um, And that took us a little while because we didn't know which post offices they were going to. So we would like be taken by surprise when they would suddenly jump out of the car. And one of us would be, we'd be scrambling to say like, get out and follow. And someone would have to jump out, try and get like, get out into the post office. And mostly by the time we got in there, the transaction had already happened and we'd missed it. Getting the footage would prove problematic. Following in a car was one thing, but to get closer, the journalists had to get out and into the post office to watch what happened next. Oh, and those wigs we mentioned before. This is where they almost killed the story completely. And, you know, it turns out there are some occupational hazards in trying to 
like adopt the art of disguise. Um, there was one occasion when um, I was I was wearing this like really long blonde wig, um, and uh, and I had short hair at the time underneath it, and I decided that I needed to get a view of something that was happening like inside a building uh, and the door was open so I was thinking like how can I do like a couple of walk-bys to see what's going on and I figured maybe the best way to do it would be to be like make like I was jogging I was wearing sports gear so I thought maybe this would work so like I ran past the door a couple of times to try and kind of see what was going on um I thought I was being totally smooth but it was kind of windy and like the wind was blowing back my wig I guess um and I guess it must have shown like my shorter hair underneath because this little girl turned to her mother and said like mommy why is that lady wearing a wig and I was just like dude I totally blown my cover (laughs) she's smart smart cookie thankfully the men she was following were less observant and she got away with the slip At this point, the team knew the men were dropping off bags full of money. But how were they going to catch the crucial moment on film? So it's challenging, actually, to get the footage of of what was in the bag. Um, We, you know, we tried various things and we could initially, once we managed to get into the post office in time to see them come in, um, we could see that they were handing a bag over. But it was very difficult to see what was actually in the bag. Um, or to get close enough to them to pick up what was going on because all the time we were conscious that we were a small team and if they spotted any of us watching them, you know, we'd get ourselves into real difficulties. The team scoped out post office interiors. They'd wander around and find a good vantage point, close enough so they could try and surreptitiously point their hidden cameras in the right direction. But... There were a few times where we actually saw them make the drop, but then when we looked at the footage later, because it's a hidden camera, you don't necessarily always quite know where it's pointing and we hadn't quite managed to get the film right. And the Leica mobile staff weren't making it easy. What they would do is they'd have one guy that drove and then there were two other guys. One would go in carrying the rucksack and make the transaction and the other would stand with his back to the wall and his arms folded, scanning the room, like watching. They were very, very conscious of whether anybody might be following them or watching them. And that made it really hard because this guy would be eyeballing you and you'd be sort of trying to to get the film. So it took us a little while to actually get that on film and it's just a mixture of luck and, like, you know, having done your research, I guess. The investigation was shaping up. The weeks went by and every day the team had more and more evidence supporting their suspicions. But then a snag. We had um, a couple of reporters. So we had... Jane Bradley um, and Tom Warren, um, who are two of our utterly brilliant investigations correspondents, and they were out on the ground doing some surveillance. Um, and the rest of us were actually back in the office, um, just like working on it, working on some other things. Um, and I got this phone call from Jane to say I'm, I'm really worried about Tom. Jane had taken a short phone call from Tom. He'd just been able to get out that the police had turned up, and then his phone went dead. So we both started trying to ring him and we couldn't raise him on the phone at all. Stuck in the office, Heidi began to worry about her reporter. Was he in trouble? Then she had an idea. And we had a tracker on his phone so we could you know, make sure that he was safe and we could see his location. We could see that he was still um, outside their, their offices. So Jane started heading in that direction. But suddenly the tracker started moving. The tracker had started to move quite swiftly um, and he was like heading into East London. After a little while, he came to a stop 
out like right outside Bethnal Green Police Station. So we were like, okay, he appears to have been arrested. What is going on here? Because Leica were carrying cash in their van, they were worried they were being followed by someone possibly scoping them out for an armed robbery. They'd called the police, who turned up and asked him what he was doing, and then chose not to believe him when he told them he was a journalist. And so they had arrested him, and yeah, they they kept him um, they kept him in for a good twelve hours, and really really gave him a a grilling. Um, and uh, yeah, it took it took us a little while to get him sprung out of there, but um, it was it was quite interesting because we then had a. Um, a little conversation with the flying squad detectives who'd picked Tom up, who gave us some handy tips on um, on possible uh, possibly more successful future surveillance techniques, um, and kind of gave us a bit of a lesson in, in some of the reasons why we might have been a little bit too conspicuous. Um, so I think we'll be a bit sharper about it next time around. With Tom out of the police station and the team reunited again, they got back to the business of pulling the final pieces of the jigsaw together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so where were we? At this point, they knew that the Leica Mobile men were carrying large bags of cash around and were depositing them at post offices across the city. But they didn't know exactly how much money they were looking at. We then we went and we um, spoke very extensively to staff in all 10 of the post office branches where they'd been depositing money. Um, and what we found to our surprise was that actually the, the post office tellers they were dealing with were very willing to talk um, because they were really distressed by the amount of money that Leica was depositing. They were saying, you know, we're not equipped to handle this much cash. We don't know why they're handing it in. They all said we've repeatedly filed suspicious activity reports. And they confirmed to us, you know, the some of the sums that were involved um, in some cases. And we were able to establish um, that the sums of money were as high as £250,000 in each rucksack. Rucksacks full with up to a quarter of a million pounds with the men making drops up to twice a day around the city. The team was even able to talk to sources at the bank, Santander. We had a source there who confirmed the amount of money um, being deposited and confirmed that concerns at the bank had been flagged. And we also looked into, you know, whether there 
was any legitimate reason why a company might be ferrying sums of money that large around London in that way. Um, so one of the things we'd observed at the depot was that as well as these three guys in their unarmoured vehicle driving around with all this cash, Leica had G4S, which is like a fully armoured, secure, fully audited cash transit service, come visit them um, regularly, like at least once a week and pick up huge quantities of cash. Um, so it was a bit mysterious to us why, if they've got a properly audited and secure cash transit service, are they also using this very unofficial, unaudited route? So there was just really no good reason for them to be depositing money in this way. And so we went about talking to experts, um, lawyers and um, you know law enforcement experts about what did this look like and the unanimous view we got was this is highly unorthodox and bears all of the hallmarks of money laundering um, and ought to be urgently investigated. Add to that the fact that there appeared to be no sign of these transactions in the company's financial records. When the team looked there, they found what looked like significant accounting failures and concerns repeatedly raised by auditors. All that gave cause for concern. But it was those closest to the action that Heidi really wanted to talk to. So one of our challenges um, during both phases of the investigation has been finding insiders at Leica Mobile who will talk to us about what goes on inside the company. Um, and that's challenging because clearly when you're talking about anything which looks like financial skullduggery or skullduggery of any kind, people who are close to it don't particularly feel like chatting about it. Um, but there's always, you know, there's always someone somewhere who has a twinge of conscience or has reason to be upset about the way the company's behaving, who you can find. And so you just have to be assiduous about tracking those people down. Um, and so we spent a long time um, trawling LinkedIn, which is a really great resource um, for finding current and former employees at a company. So sometimes the best people to talk to are recent formers, so people who have recently left but still have kind of up-to-date current knowledge about what's going on. Um, and LinkedIn has this great function where through its advanced search tool, you can specify that you're looking for people who used to work at a company, um, which is really helpful. So we used that um, and also look for current employees. And we also used all sorts of other social media tools. I mean, we, you know, we used Facebook and, you know, um, and look for any references to like her on Twitter and, you know, um, and so forth. And managed to track down a number of, of recent um, employees and some current employees who were able to give us an insight into the way the company does business and, and really told us that although the kind of centre of like financial operations at the company is quite tightly controlled, so employees don't tend to know an awful lot about the way it operates, there's a lot of concern among the rank and file of Leica employees about the amounts of cash washing around that company and the way that money pings around the scores of, you know, of subsidiaries within its network um, without apparently proper accounts and records being kept. Compared to the rest of the investigation, it was easy enough for Heidi to work out how much money Leica Mobile had donated to the Conservative Party already. So political parties in the UK are required to declare any donations that they receive um, to the Electoral Commission. And the Electoral Commission publishes a register of all donations on its website. So you can helpfully go on there and you can search the name of any companies or individuals um, who you're interested in. And it will tell you 
how much money they've donated and to which individual politicians or to which parties and in what amounts. Um, and so that's what we did um, in relation to Leica. We searched for donations from its um, its founder and, and chief executive, Subhaskar and Ali Raja, um, who had made personal donations and also donations from Leica Mobile and its associated companies. Um, and in total, um, the the group had donated more than £2 million. More than £2 million. Enough to buy owner Ali Raja a place in David Cameron's private dining club for top donors. But should the Conservative Party have been accepting that cash? According to internal emails seen by Heidi's team, the party continued to take money from Leica Mobile, even after their own compliance team warned that the company had repeatedly been late in filing their company accounts. The party said in a statement, All donations to the Conservative Party are properly and transparently declared to the Electoral Commission, published by them, and comply fully with the Electoral Commission's rules. So after weeks and weeks of work, the team finally had all they needed to publish. The reaction to their findings from those in authority was shock. Lord MacDonald QC, the former director for public prosecutions, called for an urgent investigation into Leica's financial activities. Frankly, he said, this is not the way a normal business deposits its cash. It is deeply suspicious and it demands serious investigation. We felt that confident that this was extremely damning um, and that it would raise very serious questions, particularly for the Conservative Party. With such a legally sensitive topic, the team had to be extremely careful in the write-up of the story. They had seen some suspicious things, but they could not say for sure that the company was guilty of any criminal activity. We always send um, like a right to reply letter. So we'll send a very, very detailed letter which enumerates the allegations that we intend to make in some detail um, and notifies them of what the overall allegation of our article will be and then gives them an opportunity to comment. Um, And we will always undertake to fairly reflect that comment in in any article that we write. Um, And we did this with Leica, um, but they really didn't want to engage with us. They gave us, I think, only a very scant comment before publication the first time around. Um, And then with both of our major stories, they, several days after publication, published a, a lengthy statement, which we then linked to in full and reflected. Leica Mobile responded, refuting all of the allegations. They said, With regards to the general theme of cash handling, the articles themselves note that there is no suggestion by BuzzFeed of impropriety from the origin of funds to Leica Mobile. That evidential trail of funds from collection of customers through to deposit, in fact, illustrates the lawful handling of those funds. After months of research, a 4,600-word article went out on BuzzFeed. The story has been cited since in The Guardian, The Times and The Daily Mail, amongst others. But as is so often the case for investigative journalists, the real-world impact was something of a disappointment. We published the story and while it, it garnered a, you know, an amazing reaction online and shared really well and was read really well, um, actually the silence from the Conservative Party was deafening. They just absolutely stonewalled it. They would not comment. Um, and they wouldn't budge on the donations. And actually, also, the, the, the silence from UK law enforcement authorities. I mean, we, we expected them to take action because 
everyone that we'd spoken to who was an expert in this sort of thing said to us, this is a prima facie case. It's it's clear that, you know, they need to investigate. Um, and so we were really perplexed and taken aback when that didn't happen. More BuzzFeed articles would follow, exploring the company's activities in Sri Lanka and later reporting on arrests in France of 19 Leica Mobile employees on suspicion of money laundering and tax fraud, charges which the company has strongly refuted, saying no company of the Leica Mobile group has ever taken part in any criminal activity of this nature, nor any other nature whatsoever. Um, we're very, very glad um, that the French authorities took it so seriously and have opened a big investigation which is gathering steam and you know growing in scope all the time as I understand it but we remain really really perplexed um, that the British authorities have been so unwilling to respond and and the same goes for the Conservative Party and I do think that there are some real question marks over why it is that they would be so unwilling to look at this particular company. According to the Electoral Commission's most recent register Since the story broke, the Conservative Party continued to accept another £614,000 from Leica Mobile, with the last donation registered in July, a full nine months after that first story broke. The register doesn't note if that donation was dropped off in a rucksack or not. That's all from this episode of The Tip-Off, but do come back to hear more stories behind the headlines. In our next episode... It was such a shocking detail that I couldn't get out of my head. And I, you know, I questioned it and I thought, this really is the stuff of horror movies. The Washington Post's Louisa Lovelock tells us how she exposed a horrific torture centre in a place you wouldn't expect. This has been The Tip-Off, hosted and produced by me, Maeve McLennigan, with production advice from Lorna Stewart. Our theme music is by Dice Muse, Thanks to Heidi Blake. There are links to the stories we spoke about in the show notes for this episode. If you've liked this podcast, please do tell a friend, write us a review on iTunes, and stay tuned for more stories behind the headlines. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.